Hi, I'm Donovan. And I'm Matt. And this is... Blacklight the Spotlight. Should old acquaintance be forgot? Why did I turn into an old lady? Please, Matt, I hated that. I really hated that. I'll tell you something. The worst thing I listen to during the holidays is this. It's called the Jingle Cats. And it's just a whole soundtrack of cats and dogs barking and meowing out Christmas carols. Oh my, that reminds me of the less endearing version of Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas CD, which I feel like, is that a state? Was that a staple in your household or was it just mine? Oh God, no. But now I see why you don't like Christmas music and holiday movies. Wait, excuse me. I never said I don't like Christmas music. I said I don't like holiday movies. I love Christmas music. Fine. Can I just say really quick when I lived in London, because, okay, The British, they don't have Thanksgiving. They don't really celebrate Halloween. So I was there in the fall. So basically, it was always Christmas. Like, we were always celebrating Christmas. So I would start listening to Christmas music in, like, mm, October. Like, early October. I love Christmas music. (laughs) Oh, I do too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, anyways, um, much as I would love to hear more about your time in London and and holiday music... uh, you know, we're going to get into this episode, but before we do, just for our listeners, last week we had the incredible Eric Jaffe on the podcast. They identify as a drag, they identify as many things, but a drag monster, which I love so much, and a drag performer. Um, they're also a theater creator. Uh, they have a coloring book out for the holidays. I just, I love all the work that they do. So please listen to last episode to hear more about uh, Eric Jaffe and the important work that they are doing in the Philly queer community. Yeah, I think in general, we've had so, I I just feel so blessed because we've had so many iconic guests on the show, right? And like, I know to our listeners, not everyone may be Philly based, but um, for those who are, you know how... um, Eric is just such a huge staple in the community. So I don't think neither Matt nor I knew Eric ahead of time. But once we got them on the podcast, it was just it was so exciting to be, quote unquote, in the room. (laughs) But um, as some of the listeners may not know, Donovan, this is going to be our final episode of season one and our final episode of 2020. So you know, go ahead, take it away. Tell us about it. Yeah, I guess it's just, it's wild that this is kind of coming to a close already. Um, This has been such a labor of love for both Matt and I that we started how many months ago now? September 1st was our first episode. And I think we prepped it in July or August. Okay. Wow. And you know, this, uh, our launch schedule, we've been releasing episodes more or less every two weeks, you know? So yeah, this is something that has been a part of us. It has been our baby um, over the past several months. And that being said, it feels, um, it's just wild that we're not putting into bed, but just putting pause on it as we transition into the new year. Um, But that being said, when we were thinking about, okay, our final episode of the season, what do we want it to be about? I think Matt and I agreed pretty immediately that it had to be about um, reflection and the year coming to a close just because this year has been 
probably one of the wildest ones since we've been living. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I think it's it's so easy to stay, it, to be encompassed in the negativity of this time, in this very challenging time, uh, we really wanted to, um, I don't know, bestow gratitude and bring someone on board who is really familiar with this work and um, <laughs> can hopefully bring a little bit of levity to your day as well. And yeah, we just wanted to talk about kind of goal setting and um, things that manifesting in uh, the new year. What better way to do that than with a wonderful, wonderful human that I know from working with Disney Cruise Line. So can you please tell us your name, your pronouns, how you identify as an artist, and what is giving you life in 2020? Hi, everyone. My name is Brandon Brandelsa Wagner, and I identify as a non-binary human being slash unicorn. (laughs) My pronouns are they, them. And how I identify artistically is I am a performer turned entrepreneur, also a life coach, and a stilt walker. I'm sorry, stilt walker? How am I just finding out about this? Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) That is incredible. So wait, wait, wait. Okay, Brandon, I I know about you through Matt, but how do y'all know each other from Disney Cruise Lines? Correct. Matt, you and I were on The Magic together, and I think it was in 2015, 2014, 2015. Yeah, so that would have been my final year because I joined the fleet in 2012. Um, Yeah, and we both worked in the entertainment department, just bringing joy and making fools out of ourselves. And, you know, it was wonderful. I love those years. This sounds a little flippant, but like when the pandemic first started, I was like, gosh, I wish I was on a cruise ship. And then when news came out about how things were on a cruise ship, I said, oh, maybe I don't wish I was on a cruise ship. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. 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 So, okay. Life coach in in Los Angeles. A lot, a lot that I want to unpack there. A stilt walker. So <laughs> Brandon, can you tell us a little bit about um, life coaching and, and how you got into this and, and what exactly you do as a life coach? I can tell you exactly how that started. So, um, but but to do that, I have to go back just a little bit. Um, throughout most of my like performing career, people had always like come to me for advice. I would be that person in the group that people would tell about their issues or their whatever their situation is. And I just like was a really good listener. I kind of understood that I had this energy about me that I can affect other people with my energy, but I was always like pushing that away. Whenever someone would be like, oh my gosh, Brandon, I love being around you. Like you always brighten my day. I'm kind of like, oh no, it's it's not me. It's just, I I don't do any, I'm, I'm nothing. You know what I mean? Like I kept pushing that away from myself. And then fast forward all the way to the pandemic and I'm at home. I just got sent home from my, um, my last contract, which was with Sesame Street Live. I was playing Big Bird. <gasps> <laughs> and what happened was I was at home and invested in a business coach. And it was this woman who um, was a former performer herself, a circus performer. And she's like, hey, I help artists build up a, a business and build a brand for themselves. And I was like, oh, that'd be fun to do um, in the summer months when, you know, COVID bloat goes away in the summer. <laughs> I know. Little did I know. So I was like, let me do this because I'm a stilt walker. And I learned stilt walking um, when I started to work at Disneyland back in 2009. That's how I got hired. 
I was like, oh, it'll be fun to have like a stilt walking company and a, a stilt walking business. So I was kind of working towards that. And this business coach was like kind of walking me through how to file for a business name and how to set up my tours and how to get in contact with different gigs and festivals. I was like, this is pretty amazing. So I came up with the name House of Elevation because the previous year in 2019, I got hired to do a stilt walking gig for the FX show Pose. What? (laughs) I forgot about that. They dressed us up in the different like outfits based off of the characters from Pose from their season two promo looks. And uh, me and like four other stilt, wor- stilt walkers got to like march up and down Pride for Los Angeles. And we got to do it at World Pride in New York. And I became the house mother unofficially. I was like, I just started to name us. I said, we are the house of elevation. We are here to lift you up and bring you from the bottom to the top. And I just kept on like playing with that over and over and over again. And that name stuck with me when they're like, what do you want to name your business? I was like, the house of elevation. Like it has to be that. It's all going to tie back to the life coaching, I promise. So as I was doing the business coaching, I started to do a 100 day project where I was like, make a video for 100 days straight and put it up on Facebook and social media. Then I started talking about just random things that were going on in my life or the way that I viewed certain things. And it became very positive and motivating because that's just who I am as a person. I started to do interviews with people who signed up on my Facebook and I got like over 40 interviews with people. And it was just to hear their story and kind of celebrate their lives and just elevate them. And I believe that like we all have something to be worth celebrated and shared. Both of you doing this podcast, having conversations with people who like not necessarily have gigantic names or platforms already. Like I think that's a beautiful thing and it's very inspirational to me. That's for sure. So when I got close to day 100, I was like, you know what? I want to continue doing this, but I want to also be able to connect with people the way that I did and kind of motivate people. Maybe I'll become a life coach. And literally, I I was going through an old journal and I wrote, become a life coach sometime in like 2018, 2019. And here I am now. And I said, well, this is how it's got to be. And so as the universe does, when you put when you say things out loud, the universe will start placing things and opportunities in your path that like lead you down that path that you desired. That's my journey into life coaching, I guess. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, you know, how have some of your obviously without revealing their details, but how have some of your clients, some of your partners pivoted in the time of the pandemic, thanks to the work that you're doing with them? When the pandemic started, a lot of people's worlds got rocked. Some people lost their job or the way in which they can do their jobs had to like completely shift. There's a lot of people who discovered that they can do remote working and it really threw a wrench in their system and their plan and like their way of living. A lot of people were like, I'm not motivated or they aren't sure how to move forward. In this pandemic, they're afraid to even take the risk to move forward. They're so rooted and so attached to what they had in the past, that which is no longer there and no longer serves them. So I had this one client, because she had to work from home, she found herself not moving around as much, right? And so she was seeing the ramifications of that in her body image and her self-esteem was starting to be affected by it. So we're really just getting her mindset around what it means to be physically active and the different ways that it can look like. And it opened her up to realize that there's multiple ways of being healthy for yourself that don't really involve putting yourself out there in a place that you aren't super comfortable. And we came up with this 
one action step that she later told me, I feel like I've made more progress with you in this one session than like 20 sessions with my therapist. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? That's incredible. But I want to first off let you know, like not every session I've had has been that profound necessarily. That kind of a breakthrough isn't only dependent upon me as a life coach and like the questions that I ask, but it is also very dependent on how self-aware a client comes and how willing they are to do the work and really explore their conditioned thinking or their limiting beliefs or just be really open to being coached. That's amazing. And I, the discoveries um, that I'm hearing from your client just sounds so profound. And for a second, I was like, wait a second, are they talking about me? <laughs> because um, I completely identify with your client in terms of going from a super active lifestyle pre-quarantine to this work from home life, which I'm I'm not suited for, you know, my body wants to be moving and grooving and like hustling all over town. And yeah, so that has been a super hard transition. And it actually led me to start working with a nutritionist about a month ago, which has been excellent. And I love it because she really breaks down for me the different changes I want to make into my life in terms of like small digestible action steps. One of them being something as simple as drink more water, which y'all, I find it so difficult to stay hydrated. Mm. I actually have this um, gallon jug. I don't even know how tall it would be, but just imagine like your, you know, your average uh, gallon from the store, but maybe like a little bit taller. And on the side of it, it has like these little tick marks and says 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12, 2 p.m. And little affirmations or little motivation. So like 8 a.m. says ready, set, drink. 10 a.m., you've got this. By 4 p.m., you're just like no excuses. And then theoretically, if you're like going by the time, by 8 p.m., it says you made it and you're almost there actually like it's it's, the the bottle isn't completely empty but it's definitely kept me on my like drink a gallon a day goal i'm used to seeing them at the at gyms bros love to carry those around with uh the huge gallons they'll just write in sharpie like 8 a.m 10 you know um but i love i love one that has little affirmations on it throughout the day i feel like i need that so um i'm gonna pose a question to the group actually so As the year is kind of coming to a close, I don't know about y'all, but I've been in a state of uh, major reflection um, and just thinking about what I want for the new year. So something the listeners might know is that Matt and I are both part of the Jen Waldman Studio community. And so I've been taking classes again this month, and it's been been so great to uh, ingratiate myself in an artist community again. And there was one class recently uh, where we were talking about what do we want to stop? What do we want to continue? And what do we want to start in 2021? And for me, I was like, yes, because as always, I always try to have like a glass half full attitude about everything and, you know, just inject optimism into everything just because this time is so dark, you know? So I guess what I'm trying to pose to y'all is what do you want to continue in 2021? So what good practices did you have from this past year that you would like to continue with you into the new year? Um, Brandon, how about we'll start with you? One of the many things that I like to continue is I want to continue like questioning things. And that's um, mostly for myself, just kind of like questioning where my thoughts are coming from. Um, because I find myself, or in the past, I should say, I found myself uh, 
kind of talking myself out of opportunities or uh, gigs or just cert- being in certain spaces because I somehow convinced myself that I didn't belong there. And I never once questioned it like, wait, why do I think that way? Or why do I feel like I have to be this certain way? But this year, um, especially during the pandemic, I have like done a lot to really take pause and like really notice my thoughts before I act on them. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's something that I'm trying to do in my teaching as well is just the idea of pausing and and breathing before acting on something. I think that's, that's so smart. Yeah. Matt, how about you? So for my continuation in 2020, that until recently I felt that I failed at, and failed is such a strong word, but that I did not continue in the way I wanted to, was this idea of reflection. Because it's the start of a new decade, I had this full plan to go through all my photos from each year of the decade. So January, February was supposed to be um, looking at 2010, right? And I was going to look at old photos of that time, old journal entries, um, classes that I took, like notebooks. And I was so upset because by the end of this year, I, even though I had all this downtime during the pandemic, I didn't do a lot of that. And I realized yesterday when I was prepping for this uh, episode that reflection, we interpret reflection as people when we're talking about it mentally to look back, right? But when we're talking about literal reflection, it's looking at ourselves in a mirror. And, And I have done that. I have examined a lot of myself this year. What pieces of myself are important to me? What pieces of myself have become more important to me or some things that are new that have become foreign to me. And all that is reflection. So I want to continue being a, I think, a reflective person, at least into the first part of 2021. I love that. Also, like, have you ever heard of like the idea or the thought that like everyone you see is like a reflection of you? No, I love that. So Everyone that you meet is like a reflection of you. If you admire something in someone, it's because they have that something that you have inside of you. And so it's like a reflection of what's already inside of you and another person. Mm. And the people that you don't like or that that you like, you know, rub you the wrong way, so to speak, are a reflection of the things that you don't like about yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I love that. Because you know you become the average of the five people that you hang around with. So- I'm inviting you to another level of your reflection game, so to speak. Thank you for that, Brandon. Uh, Donovan, how about you? What do you want to continue? Recently, I was speaking with a teaching partner about vision boards. Have you all ever heard of them? Girl, I'm looking at both of mine right now from last year and this year. Oh, yes, Brandon. Okay, so I had no idea what a vision board was. But the second uh, my teaching partner mentioned, I was like, okay, let me let me Google real quick. And then after that, I was like, oh, my God, I need to make a vision board in 2021. And so what that led to was me making a Facebook status basically saying, um, hey, if I hosted a virtual vision board party, would anyone join me? And I wasn't expecting it, but a whole bunch of people commented and was like, yes, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then from there, so we have one scheduled. It's going to be lit. So excited. Um, But then from there, what then happened was um, I 
was then asked to cre- – someone saw that Facebook status and was like, ooh, I want Donovan to teach a series of these classes to little ones. So I'm now going to be teaching vision board classes um, and like goal setting for 2021 to a bunch of six to nine-year-olds, which is going to be so freaking cute. I'm so excited. And it's just – yeah, it's just so – I guess the lesson there for me is um, that you – kind of put out into the world what you want to receive or you receive what you put out into the world. And I I don't know. I don't know. I think if I hadn't said anything, if I was just like, Hmm, let me just make a vision board for myself. I wouldn't be able to like embrace my community with me and doing this thing. I wouldn't, it wouldn't have led to, you know, me doing what I love of teaching kids and bringing it to them. Um, So yeah, I think, how it relates to my goal. I'm going to tie it back in uh, how it relates to what I want to continue is I want to continue manifesting things, seeing things that I want, imagining them, visualizing them and manifesting them out in front of me. I have been like jumping up and down in my seat. Like you can't, you can't, if you were on video, you would just see the camera shaking an awful lot (laughs) in agreement to everything that you have said. And Tying it back to what I said to Matt about the reflection thing, when you put that status up, you were expressing a part of yourself out there in the world. And what happened is all the people who connected with you, you were the reflection for them just as much as they're the reflection for you. You're like, oh, all of these people want to do be on the same kind of wavelength that I'm putting out about vision boards. Absolutely. That's great. And then the universe is like, oh, but you want, you want to host a party, but I'm going to give you something better. Cause the universe is always trying to like, she's going to one up you no matter what. So <laughs> you can have the thought like, oh, I'm just going to have like a little vision board party and be great. But like, no, you're about to have a vision board party, be great. And then teach that greatness to little ones. And like, Whitney Houston was right when the children are our future. So like you are helping these kids like get an example, be an example for what like a healthy goal setting and like a open mind can really teach them. I love that. It's so funny. You, you know, you're both talking about that using visualizations, affirmations, all that stuff. I've loved doing that too. And I want to dive into some um, mysticism a bit. So you know, to our listeners, we're actually, we're full disclosure, we are recording this on the winter solstice. Yes! Go on, Matt. <laughs> and I've paid not as much as attention as I would like to astrological signs and zodiacs and all that stuff. Um, but Brandon, I noticed that on your Instagram page yesterday, um, or maybe it was on House of Elevations page, you uh, posted about it, about things we manifest. So I'd love to hear more about that because tonight is also very special, even though, sorry, listeners, you've already, the night's passed by the time you hear this, um, because Jupiter and Saturn are in a convergence and they're the closest they'll have ever been in 400 years. Whoa. And they're calling it the Christmas star and you can see it right after sunset. So, whoa, yeah, it's cool, right? So Brandon, can you talk a little bit about solstices and why that's important or how people might think it's a bunch of hocus pocus um, and what you say to them about that rituals, all that kind of stuff. Just a bunch of hocus pocus. I couldn't resist, which I know that Matt only just recently saw because I listened to the earlier podcast. It's not heinous. It's not heinous. Like I'm not going to, you know, culture shame someone. (laughs) 
But it's funny because I would have thought that like having worked for Disney for so long that you wouldn't have been able to escape it. That's my issue. Fair. See, Brandon didn't shame me for it, Donna. It's all right. I'll shame you unapologetically. <laughs> That's why I love you. <laughs> um, Winter Solstice. I'm going to first and foremost disclaim what I'm about to say next. Um, as in like, I'm not an astrology guru. I don't know. I I know my stuff and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? I know, like, I know my sign. I know things that pertain to me. So I'm only speaking strictly from my experience. But my understanding is solstices are like basically the winter solstice for um, the Northern Hemisphere is when it's the longest night. And um, it basically is kind of, if you will, like the peak of winter, if you will. That says like, hey, you know, like, you know, the nights aren't going to be as long anymore because here, from here on out, the light is coming, basically. Mm. And so, it's kind of. I read this the other day when it's like the winter solstice is, is like accepting the darkness to make way for the light. It's honoring the darkness. Excuse me. It's honoring the darkness to make way for the light. And so, as far as manifestation and like putting your intentions out there. There really is, um, if you if you choose to believe in it, like I'm not going to force people to believe what I what I believe, but everything in the world is energy, like literally down to like the cells, the atoms that make up us, like it's all energy. So anything that we're seeing is energy reflected back to us. And so if anything is energy and if we ourselves are made of energy, then like our thoughts are also energy. And that's what it means whenever someone's like, oh, you know, you're putting out whenever some people say like, oh, I'm sending out good vibes, sending you healthy vibes. It's literally like the thought of health being sent out into this field, so to speak. And um, as far as manifesting and like, you know, having a ritual in regards to the winter solstice, um, there's something really powerful about the moon and the stars and like the way that the planets have aligned that it reflects down here on earth because there's a saying as above so below so it's like everything that the stars and the planets and everything that's reflected up, up upstairs so to speak it's reflected down here because again everything is just a reflection of itself if we as humans are only these tiny specks in the grand scale of things then you have to believe that these bigger other worlds these other planets these stars which are so much bigger than us have a, a stronger effect on us I don't know if I'm going off on, on a rail. Brandon, that certainly a- answered the question. And thank you for that. Um, I love what you say about, you know, the, the looking at the dark to welcome, excuse me, what's the term to welcome the light, honoring the darkness to welcome the light. There it is. Let's take a look at that statement on a more macro scale, if you will. So much of the work of this podcast it's no secret the impetus of all this was was June and everything that happened with George Floyd. So whether it's George Floyd or anything beyond that, I think of Joe Biden's um, campaign slogan, build back better. So if we're talking about the light next year, what is one thing that each of you would have us as a country build back better? Brandon, let's uh, start with you. I, I'm into tarot cards, right? Which should probably come no, as no surprise at this point of the podcast. But um, there's this tarot card called the Tower. It's basically like a lightning strike, um, striking this giant tower, and it's all crumbling down, right? 
And so the idea behind that card is that like, really, you have to go through the destruction of something in order to build something back up. 2020 has been a hugely destructive year in so many different ways. But now we were faced with the opportunity to quote unquote, build back better. And what I would love to see from our community, our country, and like, honestly, the human, the humanity as a whole is to like, understand that we are humans first. And that really, if we are treating each other the same way that we really want to be treated, which is like very golden rule, you know, kindergarten thinking, but they teach it to kids for a reason, because if we're really looking out for each other as if they were us, our world would not be like as fraught with war, poverty, homelessness, violence, and like so divided. And that's such a a big topic nowadays, how divided we are and whatnot. Our differences are seen more as weapons or something to be feared rather than revered. I would love the country to just start seeing each other and really accepting each other and communicating just like we are here on this podcast. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you, Brandon. Donovan, how about you? Yeah, you know, it's such a loaded question. And I think... um, since our goals with this podcast were specifically to address, you know, issues of representation and inclusivity in the arts, I'm going to kind of keep my answer focused to that. And it's a question that I've been having with a lot of people in the community right now. And that's the thing with these questions is there are no answers, but it does seem that there's uh, a lot of what we've been talking about is the idea of, do we, you know, knock everything down and build it back again, the way we want to the way we want it to be created? Or do we take the kind of pre-existing power structures and try to subvert them or influence them or, um, yeah, get into them that way? And I guess for me, it's kind of yes and, you know, all the things. Um, I think think part of it is um, marginalized groups creating their own um, communities, their own um, art, their own businesses, you know, whatever it may be. And then I also think it's, um, people who say that they are allies kind of weighing the emotional burden of, um, making sure that underrepresented groups are, have a say, uh, within these power structures are in leadership roles, uh, do have influence over, you know, whatever, the organization um, decides to put out into the world. So yeah, I I hope in 2021, we find, we discover ways to kind of navigate both of those things. Gorgeous. And speaking as an apprentice and one on a journey to allyship, um, we are forever indebted to you both and the pioneer work that you're doing. And just thank you personally from the, from the bottom of my heart too. Um, you know, Brandon, to kind of close this out, uh, at Blacklight the Spotlight, we like to really highlight and promote charities and or organizations that our guests like to associate with. So can you please tell us a little bit about the National Black Justice Coalition and how folks can donate to it? Why, yes, Matt, I sure can. The National Black Justice Coalition is a civil rights organization uh, dedicated to the empowerment of Black, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and same gender loving people, including people living with HIV and AIDS. And I remember being on Instagram and I saw the founder, or not the founder, excuse me, the director 
the current director for the NBJC, and he was doing like an Instagram live. His name is David Johns, and he was doing an Instagram live um, and on another person's follow uh, another person's page that I follow, and just listening to the way he spoke. And he also himself is an educator, a teacher, uh, an activist, and he the way he said like that activism doesn't necessarily have to be one thing. It doesn't always have to be protesting, 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 because over the summer, that's all that we were seeing. And I wanted to be a part of it, but I live with my 83-year-old grandmother. So I was like, I can't willingly, knowingly go out into the world and like fight for my my family members and like people out there without worrying that I would catch something and, you know, bring it back to home. You know what I mean? So it was just the way I was so captivated by... Um, what he had to say that I was just like all about it. So every time I got a chance to donate to something or tell people about it, I'm like NBJC all the way. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Brandon, uh, I've heard so many things that resonate with me. Like that was also one of my big discoveries early over the summer is that everyone's activism look can look radically different and that is okay. We can't all be on the front lines. We can't all be um, marching, but that doesn't mean that the work we're doing is any less important. I think we literally spoke about that on our first episode, Donovan, about activism in that regard. Yeah. Honestly, if I can give you both your roses now, it's one of the things that like made me really excited. The fact that you both are like trying to put a black light on the spotlight. When I like, you know, did my research and like looked up what it was that your podcast is about, it the thing that struck me the most is that you were elevating and celebrating the voices that don't often get heard, especially in the arts arts community. And it's your, to me, I saw it as your brand of activism. Like I see it as like your way of resisting an industry that has benefited from white supremacy. Do you know what I'm saying? As far as theater and the arts and determine and who, who are the gatekeepers and who determines what is worth seeing and celebrating. And to know that, like, I'm not the only non-binary individual that's been on your show makes me like, oh, they're like building something really good. And like, they're speaking up for the NBs out there. NB, for anyone who's like not unaware, N-B-E-N-B-Y is uh, abbreviated term for non-binary. So that's what I mean when I say NB. Um, And just to know that there are other NBs out there that you're giving voices to and like giving a platform for is fantastic because literally it aligns so well. And and to tie it all back, your podcast reflects very well what House of Elevation is all about. And so the fact that we've been brought together by the universe is because like my elevation um, vibes have been picked up by your elevation vibes. And like now anyone who's listening to us hopefully is feeling elevated and seen and valued and accepted because like we love them. Yes. One more thing, Matt and Donovan, before I get out of here is I wanted to let your listeners know that House of Elevation created a 2021 vision guide that you can download and kind of get it answers some really introspective, reflective questions to help them set goals and uh, kind of reflect back on 2020. And um, it's free to download. And I'll make sure that like, you know, you have the link so that they can get the link from you and the show notes and stuff and they can download it. And also if they complete it, they get a, uh, like a a schedule, a one-on-one like life coaching session, like to see what it's like. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Brandon. I would love, um, I feel like you've given me so many tools (laughs) that I'm going to, 
go ahead and research the second uh, we finish recording today. So thank you so much for that. Thank you uh, for lending your expertise and your insight and your levity. Uh, this truly was such a high point in my week. So thank you for this. And yeah, I can't, I can't believe this, but this is bringing this episode and the first season of Blacklight the Spotlight to a close. And I guess before we close things out and go on this pause before uh, season two premieres, I just wanted to take a second and thank you. Uh, so first of all, thank you, Brandon, for being here. Thank you, Matt. This has just been such a, a labor of love, and I really appreciate being in this partnership with you. And then finally, and maybe most importantly, I want to thank our listeners. We wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you to those of you who have reached out and you know, started a dialogue with us about episodes that you listened to that you really resonated with. That just, that gives us so much joy and reminds us that, oh, the work that we are doing is important and there's a reason for this. And yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm so grateful. Matt, what do you want to add to that? Yeah, it has been a wonderful, humbling journey and to hear so many voices from from so many underrepresented artists. And I'm just so excited to learn more in the new year. Donovan, can you tell um, the listeners how they can get in touch with us on our little on our little hiatus while we're getting ready for season two? So we will be back. And uh, when we do come back, we would love to have any if you have any suggestions for episode topics or if you know of someone who you think would be a great guest or if you yourself think you would be a great guest, feel free to DM us, uh, private message us. We're on both Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook is Blacklight the Spotlight. And then our Instagram is Blacklight underscore the underscore spotlight. Um, go ahead and give us a follow if you don't already. And we really look forward to hearing from you. <laughs>